What's up, EOS Universe? We're back here again for another episode of Everything EOS, the longest running EOS podcast. Today, I'll be co-hosting the show with Peter Kay from our Everything EOS developer series, and we're also being joined by Nathan and Rami James from Scatter. Everything EOS is made possible by our channel sponsor, Cypherglass. Please support this show by voting for Cypherglass and by leaving a comment, subscribing, or smashing that like button. I don't really think Nathan needs an introduction, but why don't you go ahead and give one anyway? Uh, well, you said I'm Nathan already, so it's funny that not a lot of people actually know that that name, you know, everybody calls me James in the chat and, and all of that. Uh, developer of Scatter, been around EOS for a long time, seen it all go up and down. Uh, talk to more developers than anybody, I guess, and that's what I do. NS James is an absolute legend among the developer community in the EOSIO ecosystem. He made his first commit to the Scatter Wallet repo back in December 2017, and his brother Rami joined them at Scatter a couple months after the mainnet launch. Uh, I've been doing mostly. Uh, design work for the last 20 years and the last three or four years I've been doing more and more development work and I joined Nathan in September uh, I didn't understand what I was getting into and I'm super happy that I did because it's way more fun than I was expecting and uh, that's that's about me so so that's that's unique though because you didn't already fall down the crypto blockchain rabbit hole prior to working on Scatter. Is that correct? Oh, I'm still falling. I'm still falling. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still have those sleepless nights where you just have this 20 different tabs open on your phone or your laptop and you just can't stop going from one thing to the next? Every night. And then Every the sun night. comes my, up my and you're wife, like, damn my it. Wife, my wife wants this to end. She just wants me to talk about something else. There, there is no end game. <laughs> we're, we're all prisoners in our own interests and passions. So we got together, what was it, like two days ago, and his wife was like, I'm going to make you guys talk about something else. So then we sat in silence for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> There's just like nothing else to talk nothing. about. D Goods, the uh, new NFT standard uh, that you guys helped launch with uh, EOSBC backed mythical games. And basically all of the other uh, major wallet teams and Cypherglass. Tell us about that and, and why it's important. Obviously, we all come into this. We as a wallet need specific things in order to display things for users. The reason that we have, you know, uh, the EOSIO.token contract is the reason that ERC20 exists. Uh, just so that we can have the same format for everything so that we can display things. And the great thing about the DGoods protocol, or standard rather, is that it allows a bit more dynamic properties to be allocated to the to the assets. So you can have, you know, uh, graphic assets, you can have 3D assets, and then all of the meta that's attached to those. So the name, the contract, what kind of asset it goes. And then on top of that, uh, a couple other things, you know, categorization and things like that. It's a really good standard, and it's going to help wallets and users a lot. How long ago uh, did you start working on D-Goods and who approached who about it? I guess who, who led the charge? Mythical. Mythical led Mythical's the charge? on that. Yeah. And that was because it was a problem that they were trying to solve themselves and they knew that any other team trying to build anything similar, especially in the gaming space where you're trading digital assets, or like in-game item digital assets, 
uh, they knew everyone else was going to run into the same problem. So the standard just had to be created. It, it was it was mandatory. Right. So then they came to you guys first. They they kind of did it all concurrently. You know, they went to a whole bunch of teams see to see who was on board. I led them to a couple other teams, uh, a couple other wallets as well. Kind of, you know, we want to bring everybody into the fold because it, it's better for the community. Uh, this is great. I mean, I know as a developer, Zach and I are working on a uh, secret project, which I guess isn't very secret anymore. Well, we have to do NFTs for this project. We're going to have collectible items. And uh, even though we just need like limited NFT functionality, it was something I was developing, you know, myself for the project. And to hear that there's going to be a standard out there like this, that's great. In fact, I was talking with a, a VC guy from uh, from California just yesterday, and he was saying that their primary concern about EOS was that it was difficult to develop things like NFTs on. There weren't the tools like there are on Ethereum. He's not. He's not that wrong though, is he? Because being such a new ecosystem, we're lacking a lot of the tools. You know. Not to toot our own horn, but thank God that Scatter was available when it was, because instantly once the mainnet came out, we suddenly had apps. If Scatter wasn't around, perhaps we wouldn't have had apps until somebody would have uh, been able to duplicate that process. And I think with stuff like DGoods and all of these standards that are coming out, there's really only one type of uh, person that benefits from all of that, and that's everybody. It's the users, it's the developers, it's the wallets, it's literally everybody. Absolutely. I think I think something that you talked about, Zach, in uh, the last podcast really, really hit the, the, he- the nail on the head. Um, this this ecosystem has this uh, kind of um, communal ethics where everybody puts into the pot because we know that it makes the pot better and bigger. And I think that, you know, like a lot of the stuff that we do at Scatter, it's not for our sake. It's for, you know, the community's sake. And I think D-Goods is a r- really good example of a technology that's just going to like open doors for all these types of games, all of these businesses that we can't even imagine yet. Like it's a big deal. And once these tool, uh, tool chains come into effect, um, it's going to be a huge boon for EOS and it's going to be a huge boon for the ecosystem. So speaking of everybody, uh, you guys had this great piece on scatters philosophy and where you're going and more than a wallet kind of vibes, uh, recently, what are your plans for you know, pursuing the people who aren't crypto fans, who don't know how to use blockchains? So I don't think that people need to know that they're using blockchain any more than people need to know that they're using you know, uh, SSL certificates. I mean, this is like an under, underlying base technology that we can build really cool stuff on top of in a way that we just can't in any other uh, uh, modern technology that exists today. And... We at Scatter, our like core philosophy is like, what can we take away from this experience um, to make it like as like sharp and as simple as we possibly can? And we know that like what we have right now is is not there. It's not anywhere close. It's like really complicated and it's like full of hard concepts. And we we we're building these technologies like uh, Bridge, for example, uh, to make the, the path for these new users into the blockchain, uh, effortless, frictionless. Like once my wife can use the blockchain, I know that we're going to be there. So you mentioned bridge. What's bridge? I mean, I know what it Base. is. Yeah, but uh... so bridge is just a way for users to use the things that they're used to. 
in order to log in and create blockchain accounts. If we're talking about the mass population, people aren't used to blockchain. It's not even 1% of our population, right? We're talking about uh, users in the millions. Not, not the tens of millions, but the millions. Uh, and what are people used to? That would be Facebook, Twitter, email, passwords, you know, things like that. And that's okay. With Our intention with Bridge is to allow them to log into applications and create accounts on blockchain using those same methods, but still allowing them to transfer over to Scatter Desktop or some other type of uh, full ownership and full responsibility account once they're ready. Because once they're ready, that means that they have gained enough assets to become interested enough to learn how to protect themselves. Because I don't think that before that point, they are actually ready to become a blockchain user. You know, blockchain's scary. Blockchain is complicated. Blockchain's dangerous. You could lose everything in <laughs> with EOS 0.5 seconds, right? Uh, so we need to kind of help them along. So let's talk so i think bridge is is helping two categories of people also we're talking about how it's helping the end user right now because it's helping to onboard them but it's also really useful to develop the developer we'll, we'll get yeah. to that after this but let, let's just focus on the user for now and why don't you explain how a user could be onboarded into like a hypothetical since casinos are the big ones let's just stick to one of the like dice casinos uh, how would they be onboarded using Bridge compared to how they're currently being onboarded uh, through downloading Scatter or, or using a different wallet? It would look the same as logging in with Facebook. It, it looks the same. We have a, a private working prototype of it already. Um, a pop-up comes up just like a Facebook or Google login pop-up. You authorize your Facebook, Google login, email, whatever. This is completely on a domain that we own, so it's not like you're putting your passwords into their domain. Uh, and then they log in and if they have an account it logs in with that account and applies some permissions just the same way that Scatter does. If they don't have account it creates one for them. You're making it super easy just point and click using the, the same authorizations that people are used to such as a G Suite login or a Facebook login. But, but as we know uh, with wallet creation that there's a, a small resource cost involved and right now with the current mm -hmm. token price it's mm -hmm. only about 50 cents. But as token value goes up, it's going to get more and more expensive. So who, who takes on the burden of the account creation if it's being done for free for that uh, end user being onboarded? So first, it's a bit more than 50 cents. It turns out to be about uh, $2.5 to create an EOS account. That's with 4,096 RAM and then about one EOS worth of CPU and net. Um, what happens is there's three types of ways that you can create an account with this new create bridge contract that we've released. You can either create an account by sending funds from an exchange so you can fund your own account or the app that you're interacting with can create an account for free for you or they can pay half. And then the third option is the community at large can come together and fund free accounts for everybody just by sending EOS to this contract uh, with the memo free. Okay, so we, we, we covered how it's valuable to the user. It makes, it makes perfect sense. It's an easy login. But the one piece of friction that's still lacking is if you were looking to play like, like a dice type game and that, that's what you wanted to do, but you didn't have an EOS account, you, you still need to fund your account to be able to play. 
even with the account creation, there, there's still an, an, a, a minimum requirement of owning some digital assets to be able to do anything on the blockchain. But that's just think, yes, so stake will be one of them. So there's a lot of applications you won't be able to use without any stake. And then the other limitation would be even if the, the application was able to provide you some resources to stake initially to get your first couple rules or turns for free, um, if it's like a casino type game, they still need something to be able to wager. So, but, but this does still solve a huge issue because a lot of people don't know how to create a new wallet, but they do have a Binance account. Or, the, or they may have a Coinbase account that has Ethereum or Bitcoin in it. Now, they could take this Ethereum and Bitcoin, use the bridge tool to create their uh, quasi-EOS wallet. And then additionally, you guys just put the uh, exchange functionality in Scatter. Well, I got to backtrack. They, they wouldn't actually have desktop. H how would someone get... Let, let me rephrase. We're going to mimic bridge after desktop in in some parts of it right so that when they finally move to desktop it's familiar to them so let, let's say i'm someone who got into crypto last year i'm completely wrecked right now but i keep hearing about this these games on eos and i really want to play one of these games but i'm not very technical i basically have some bitcoin and ethereum on coinbase how do i play eos better eos dice from there if i have like 100 so here's bucks a the question this, this is a, a developer technical question for the future. It's not something that we're doing right now, but it is a question for the future. What if you signed up with an account for BetDice, right? And along with the Create Bridge where we created you an EOS account, we also gave you 100 dice from BetDice, right? From them. BetDice sponsored this and everything. And those tokens could only be used on BetDice's contracts. So you couldn't put them into an exchange, you couldn't do anything. They would allow you to play for free, at least for your first five rolls. How hooked would you get? Well, me, me personally, probably not much. Speaking of dice, speak, speaking, of, speaking of dice particularly, but that concept on, in other games or types of applications, 100% you could easily get hooked. It's the freemium model. It's, it's tried and proven on, on cell phone games. It, it works. Um, yeah. So, so this is all how it benefits the user, but I, I, I used EOS Bet and EOS Dice as examples. This, and, and that, that's on the application developer side. Bridge saves an enormous amount of time for the application developer. Uh, why, why don't you tell that story you told me in Telegram about how every, all of these different developer teams were all trying to save, solve this same exact problem with account creation and, and wallet creation and what led you so, to CreateBridge. It's no secret that EOSBet came out recently with uh, that easy account creation where you, they give you a seed phrase, you can re-import it back into their website, and you don't have to create EOS accounts, right? You can kind of use what they're planning to move to a side channel in the future. It's great. It's fantastic. The one problem with it is that it only works on EOS Bet, right? So if somebody is an EOS Bet user, they're only an EOS Bet user. What Bridge does is it comes in and it gives you the same functionality, but then you can take that account and you can go to another website. It doesn't even have to be another Dice website. It could be something like Karma or any other app on EOS or 
cross-blockchain. You also have an Ethereum account. You also have a Tron account. Yeah, so you mentioned cross-blockchain with this. Um, you mentioned Tron, Ethereum. It might come as a surprise to some people that Scatter is already uh, has, has some Ethereum functionality in Ethereum, right? And is, is adding Tron. I know uh, we're building a project and on EOS, Zach and I and a couple other people, and uh, we have plans to maybe launch it on Tron and Ethereum in the future. But if there were a cross platform wallet that let Tron users easily play EOS and things like that, maybe we won't have to do that. So hurry it up. <laughs> you know? uh, what is what is your rough timeline with these kind of things? With Bridge, with uh, maybe Tron integration, things like that. <laughs> uh, Bridge will come out of the box with Tron and Ethereum support. It's already Bridge works on top of uh, HD keys, so. Right. There's no that's not what I mean. I mean, like, adding what's... Bitcoin support. There's no problem in adding Tron support, Ethereum support. How easy it will it? How easy will it be if I have some Bitcoin on Coinbase and a Facebook account to play a Tron game with with that? I mean, it sounds like it's so going to be so. Now you're simple. touching in very cool territory. Our our end goal for all of this is for you to not know that there's blockchain in the background, right? Which means that we will automatically convert tokens for you to another chain if you're playing on Tron and you only have EOS or Bitcoin, we will automatically convert tokens to you from EOS to EOS. So let's say you're playing on EOS and you need DICE tokens, it'll automatically convert in the background just for that one action. Uh, this is you know a little bit far off in the future, but that's the end goal. We want to make it so that you never know that you have tokens. You just have value, and that's all that matters. Wow. So roughly when do you think we'll see the first uh, iteration of Bridge out there? Or so is it already out? You're going to tell me it's already out. <laughs> we have, have a prototype. I worked on a prototype recently to make sure that everything was, you know, before I release any information, before we release any information to the public, we want to know that it's possible. Uh, so we worked on a prototype, got it up and running. It works. It's fine. Um, but we need Riddle first because Riddle is going to, Riddle is our reputation and identity layer. Uh, it kind of sets the bar for what's safe and what's not to use. And when we're talking about something like Bridge, where it's not really your accounts anymore, it's kind of a semi-centralized service, you need to be sure that stuff is safe. You need to be sure that when you're logging in with something, this isn't a scam, this isn't going to take your money, uh, and Riddle is going to help with that. So we're getting that done first. So a good example of where Riddle probably could have prevented a lot of fraud would be... The recent Talos phishing scam that is basically swapping your owner key of your account. doesn't matter if your tokens are staked or unstaked. It doesn't matter because you're no longer the owner. And people are just clicking accept to this contract. So explain how Riddle would have prevented this if it was further along when this happened. Big red warning saying this site is unsafe. This contract is unsafe. This user is unsafe. Right. So, so, so right, right now, uh, when you click through from Google, um, you get warned for some types of sites. Like I'm sure that you guys have all, all seen this. And in principle, that type of behavior is exactly what we want to present to users, where they will be warned uh, before they do any actions that this is not a safe place, you, you need to leave. It's even before the actions, it's on the login. When you try to log into a website, it'll say, hey, 150 people have said that the site is a scam. Maybe you shouldn't be logging in. We won't stop you, but you've been warned. 
this this sounds like something that that's very necessary. So it's um, you guys put out your blog post, um, the strategy and vision blog article, and it kind of lays down all of the the bottlenecks in, in reaching um, your casual end user to to achieve a, a mainstream adoption. And everything we've talked about today, from from the bridge to the reputation management uh, to the NFT standards, that's all kind of taking us down that path. And we're going to continue this conversation. But for everyone watching, we're going to end this episode right now. Uh, but you'll be able to tune in. We're going to keep recording here and we're going to cover a lot more topics. Uh, but we thought it would make more sense to break this up into smaller bite-sized pieces for you. So we're going to get into uh, more into Riddle, more into Bridge. But stay tuned for the next couple of days because we're going to cover uh, more things that are happening that Scatter's working towards, that everyone else is working towards, to get us to that point where we could bring on a casual user and, and achieve the mainstream adoption that we're all uh, fighting for and talking about. Boom.